0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of America Versus, where we discuss immigration and the countless stories of those from different countries. Today's topic is on racism and how it plays a role in the lives of immigrants. Here with me now is Miss Del Valle, a Spanish teacher at Pope John Paul II High School.
1: Hey, yay! how's it going?
0: I'm doing good. What about you?
1: Doing great.
0: I'm so glad to hear it. All right, starting off this podcast, where are you from?
1: Well, I am from Monterrey, Mexico. It's a big city, south of Texas, north of Mexico. Um,
0: In a couple words or phrases, can you describe your old home for me?
1: Okay, so Monterrey, like I said, it's a really big city. It has like 4.5 million people. Um, it's it's a beautiful place surrounded by mountains. Um, but very busy. It is a very modern kind of city in a way, makes Nashville look a little bit antiquated, which is a lot of things that people don't know that there are a lot of cities that are very modern um, in Mexico. And my house was just you know your typical family home because I had I have three siblings and my parents, so uh, we lived in up in one of the mountains, so it was really pretty views and you know your typical your yard your dogs the mariachi room like every Mexican home has the
0: mariachi room
1: yeah no I'm kidding that's probably (laughs) something that people might think no no mariachi room no just your typical house
0: (laughs) Uh, during your life while you were in Mexico uh, did you notice racism
1: so it's funny that you mentioned that because lately I've been thinking a lot about that and not only because of the environment that we live in, but teaching AP Spanish. Um, I have realized a lot of things now as an adult that I didn't when I was growing up. I knew that there were a lot of differences between people, particularly when it came to class. Um, It is expected for people to basically hang out to people from their own class uh your friends are people from your same economic status um and now i i of course i'm speaking only to my experience my experience living in monterey um i did notice that people from higher class maybe looked down on you know on lower or low middle class um folks and um so I didn't view it as racism back then. It was more like classism, but it's definitely linked to racism. In-
0: Compare the racism or the classism that you saw in Mexico to the one you see now in America, and like, how are they similar and how are they different?
1: Racism here in the United States, I think it's based a lot in how you look or what is your background. Whereas in Mexico, the way I experienced it, it had to do with, you know, how much you had, it had to do with your economic status. Although there is that stigma that the darker you are, the lower class you are. And they typically link darker Mexicans to those who come from, from let's say the Aztecs, what you would call native Mexicans, just like here you have Native Americans. But I think that would be the main difference. Here it is the way you look. And in my experience, it was basically classism. People were treated differently because of what they had or did not have.
0: Um, Do you feel that people in America view you as different because of your race
1: well I think it's, it's very I think it's very difficult to say that one does not view color because then that means we're not seeing the person I mean, it doesn't bother me when someone looks at me and that they, you know, they see that I'm Hispanic. Although it's kind of weird when people just walk by you and assume, you know, you've never seen them in their life and they go, "Hola!" Like, how do you know? Maybe I, you know, maybe I don't speak <laughs> Spanish at all. Um, you know, making those assumptions. But I think it is important. I mean, it does not bother me when I am viewed. Okay, well, she's Hispanic because that—that's who I am, and I'm very proud of it. Um, I think, so I'm gonna kinda twist your question around a little bit, it seems like everyone who looks like me, you know, who are a little dark like me, or you know brown like me, they are all put in one category. You know, and that's, that's kinda, that's something that really bothers me. You know, that they call every Hispanic person Mexicans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: because not every Hispanic person is from Mexico, you know. It's like if they called everyone who speak, spoke English American That's or that's white, their skin is white, American, and, and that's just not the case. So, and I'll go back to your question. Yes, definitely. I think a lot of people sometimes, especially towards the beginning, when I first moved here, um, there are a lot of assumptions of how did she get here, um, you know? How can she live here legally? Does she have, does she have documents? Uh, why does she speak English so well? How come she has like an apartment? She is from Mexico, I think. Like, especially, I think here in the south, I may, you know, I moved to Greensboro, which was a very small town. I was sort of like a rarity there. People had never met an Hispanic who, you know, who had gone to school or that was like fluent. And um, so, yeah, I definitely, I am viewed different in many ways, especially I think
0: now. Something about you being proud that you're Mexican. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been a time where you weren't so proud or almost felt as less than everyone else?
1: No. I mean, I've never I've never felt ashamed to be Mexican at all. I was actually ashamed of those who at one point or another view every Hispanic like they they demonize Hispanic people when it is known like they are, you know, it it is an extremely an extremely warm race with a lot of kindness and such you know, rich culture. Um no, I have never felt I think actually now as the year passed by I am more and more proud to come from where I come from. And um I love the fact that I can share that with my students because, you know, not not a lot of you all have been exposed to a lot of hispanic people or like maybe you have been exposed to hispanic people but not people who like grew up in another country because i think you know educating yourself and learning about other cultures is what's gonna make you more you know open-minded and, 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 and accepting of others
0: describe a time in your life when you felt that someone was racist towards you because you are from Mexico? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I don't, I, I th- the word racist is very, it, it's very strong. I like to say maybe like profiled. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is weird, but it really has been just in recent years that I have experienced that. You know, I live in Mount Juliet, which, you know, it's not um, an extremely friendly place to live for someone who looks like me um you know so sometimes here and there I mean I've been there for over 15 years and I would get stares here and there but I just didn't I kind of let it slide um but for some reason things changed recently where people were a lot more blunt about you know or little comments they would make you know under their breath or to each other and you know i had seen those or people looking at me different or whatever but i didn't think much of it um and now recently my husband started noticing that whereas he never noticed it before Uh, my husband is from the united states six foot three he's caucasian um and so that's so for example being at Kohl's right I was at Kohl's like looking around and in, in, you know in the makeup area whatever and a lady just kept following me and my husband was on the other side of the aisle and he noticed that the lady would just keep following me and then I asked her for a price and I think the thing was like I don't know, $28, whatever. So I'm like, hey, how much is this? She's like, oh, this is too expensive. It's like $28. And I'm like, okay. And then, um, you know, we're like leaving Home Depot from the self-checkout. A lady came after me to check what I had. And then so I was with my husband and retracted. So those are things that never happened before but have been happening lately that, um, you know, they're just, they make me upset, but I just don't, You know, I just don't react. I just feel bad for them because I know it comes from a place of ignorance, that's it.
0: So what do you think we can do to combat racism today?
1: Education. Education, you know, a lot lot of, sadly, a lot of um, behaviors are learned. You know what you get at home for years and years sometimes you're not going to be able to change but i think when people are educated and learn about others and have an open mind i think that's going to make big changes i think a lot of it is on you guys on you young people you you guys have your voice and i feel you guys are seeing this you know that you cannot Just step back and do nothing. You have to do something about it. You have to, you know, stand up for those who you think are being treated unfairly. And I feel if everyone looks at their own life, if they are doing some something to someone or treating someone the way they would not, I mean that's that's good old right. Do unto others unto you as you would like do unto you right why would you treat others any different like a way that you don't want your loved ones to be treated
0: just empathy so getting on our final question of the podcast um now knowing the outcome of all of this of your whole life yeah would you do it again
1: yeah in an instant so i The reason why I moved to the United States was kind of like, you know, it was a very personal, recent tragedy brought me here to the United States. So had that never happened, had the worst thing in my life hadn't happened, the best thing in my life wouldn't have happened. You know, so it's weird. Like, would you change anything? Like, I mean, that's a very hard question, but I could not imagine my life anywhere else. I could not imagine. I mean, this this is my 18th year here at JP2 and I could, those are, I could never imagine my life without these 18 years. So yes, I would do it in a
0: heartbeat. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Ms. Delvaye. Thank
1: you, Jake.
0: Thank you all so much for listening, and if you enjoyed, tune in next time when we interview Andrew, an immigrant from China who faced a major roadblock when coming to America, the English language.